Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 11, Episode 5, The Opportunities in Welding. Today, we are talking with special guest Jason Elliott from Elliott Welding Solutions. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to Bevel Talk. Thanks for joining us. Once again, we have Jason Elliott with Elliott Welding Solutions. Jason, thanks for being with us. How are you doing today? Doing great, Danny. Thank you very much. Good. Okay, so I know we've talked a lot about oil and gas and the blue water and and some of that aspects of of what you've done and what you're doing, but I want to talk about a little bit different. What are some of the other adventures you've had, you know, whether it be in in cladding or integration of automation? What what other aspects of your welding career have you seen that our listeners that might be happy or might be trying to figure out what they're doing or want to change a little bit what's out there for a welder so with elliott welding solutions now i've basically become a consultant going in and helping customers find the best ways to do things to automate them or get the best machines to allow them to increase productivity increase increase quality uh, all the different things to be able to help them produce that part better and quicker and get it out the door. So I've come in and helped design sub arcs for say small diameter pipe that can be able to run up to 20 foot in diameter or 20 foot in length and weld up a seam on the ID. I've also worked with customers of being able to do cladding. Uh, One of the cladding ventures, uh, I work with a couple of different cladding shops in Houston and basically, one of them is the largest clad shop in the United States. And so they do a lot of ink and L, uh, corrosion-resistant overlay. They run arc specialty machines, which have the Miller XMTs as the power source. And they're able to run a hot wire TIG and do corrosion-resistant overlay, uh, at least a minimum of 125 thousandths thickness of overlay. And it allows for corrosion resistant especially in sour service that's going offshore Um, some of the other things is in the plant mills how corrosive some of that material is the ink canal allows uh, more protection for the carbon steel pipe Uh, they also do some stainless for certain chemicals for the chemical companies they'll run say a 316 or um, some form of stainless like that to help with certain chemicals that it doesn't corrode or eat away the pipe. And it's an overlay that would be about 125,000 thickness. And so I've dealt with a lot of that. I go in and help customers find ways to automate it or find the best machine if they're still doing it manual. Uh, One of the customers I work, I'm working with right now, they were looking at doing pipe spools Well, they had so many pipe spools, they had to get out a day Well, they didn't want to hire all these different welders to be able to make that happen. So I designed a system that we are actually in process of building right now that is a uh, TIG system. So you have a positioner on each side, a TIG, a manipulator in the middle with a TIG torch on it that has all programming. And that way you roll it over, put it right on top on the weld and the pipe rotates underneath it, but it has AVC and has oscillation. It has the uh, travel speed that you can 
program and make sure everything's running a consistent heat input, but also gives you the best quality. And then that way it pushes it out so much faster than a man trying to go over there, run all by hand and then go to the other side. Now all they just do is swivel this manipulator and they're ready to do the weld on the other side. So I get my hands kind of into a lot of different things like that. Um, I kind of fly all over the country helping customers. I'm supposed to go to Pennsylvania here pretty soon and help a customer that's getting into wind turbines and how to set up their shop correctly there to be able to get the most productivity and the best quality out of that shop. They're just now getting into it. And so we've been discussing it on Zoom meetings quite a bit lately, but uh, have not set a date of when to go up there to start looking at everything. And that kind of gets into doing the wind turbines that are out in the ocean are very similar to deep water pipe uh, drilling risers, production risers off oil rigs, because there's a fatigue factor there with the currents and the strength of the wind and everything. So it, it's welded very similar and you have to look at your different tensiles and yields and the ductility of the welds to be able to make sure it happens. Um, cladding tube sheets with uh, heat exchangers, being able to automate welding tube to tube sheets. I've done a lot of that as well. You know, one thing that's interesting to me or, or you know, Take yourself back to your middle school and high school welding classes. Would you ever have thought that you'd see what you've seen in your lifetime or do what you've done in your lifetime? No, sir. I, I never thought about going in full time. I mean, back in those days, my aspirations were to play professional basketball and baseball. And even when I went into college, the way I can make my extra money was welding and I still was trying to go and play basketball and baseball growing up, you know, and never thought that welding would go so far for me. And once I moved to Houston and actually started working with a company, which was RTI Energy Systems, and working with some of the best welding engineers in the world, it actually started opening up my eyes to what this industry can bring to me. And I started learning so much and I give all my credit to those welding engineers there because if they wouldn't have taken me under their wing and taught me what I know today, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And ever since then, I've actually gotten gotten into different things. And it's kind of funny because how I always get my hands into the new technology, just like with uh, Miller, the RMD, doing a, a stainless MIG route with no back perch. 10 years ago, that was unheard of. And now we're doing it on a regular basis. Take charge of your field preheat and bakeout applications using induction heating with the new ArcReach heater. Providing up to 600 degrees Fahrenheit, it's part of the ArcReach technology platform as an accessory for select ArcReach power sources. Learn more about induction heating benefits and the new ArcReach heater at MillerWelds.com slash ArcReachHeater. Yeah, and, you know, people sometimes don't even know that that's an opportunity or a possibility. Is They don't know what's out there because they've never experienced it. Sometimes we get so focused on the, the small one or two or three things that we're doing day in and day out 
that we forget or don't have the time to look and see what else is out there. So I think one thing that's important, if you're, you're new or newer to welding, find a mentor, right? Ask the old guys, get, get the tribal knowledge, ask them to take you under their wing and teach you. So you don't make the same mistakes that they do. If you're an old guy out there doing it, find somebody to mentor, teach them what you know. Don't let them make the same mistakes that you made. Help them learn and understand, help carry this forward because it is a very rewarding career that the sky is a limit and you can do just about anything in welding. If, if you want to focus on one joint, one process, one thing, you can. If you want to be as broad and wide as you possibly can and know a lot about a ton of stuff, you can. And there's a place for it everywhere. You know, I, I often tell guys when I talk to them, students and such, look around a room and tell me if you can see anything or you can't find three things or four things that have been welded in one way or another. And it's very rare that they can't. That's correct. That is very correct. And the world is always going to need skilled welders. And basically they're artists in a way. I mean, once you learn that skill, it's an art to be able to weld it and understand it. And so uh, getting a mentor and also keep your eyes and ears open for the new technologies. A lot of companies now are going to the new technology because it increases their productivity, their quality. And it means a lot to be able to get a product out the door that meets all of the different criterias and it's inspected correctly it means a lot to be able to get it out in a timely fa fashion. And by doing that, you learn so much, but it also gives you opportunities later in life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So Jason, I know you've, you've done a lot in your career. Aside from some of the oil and gas and blue water stuff, what has been some of the most rewarding or exciting things that you've done? One, one of the things is always going in and taking pride in what you do and trying to be the best out there. That was one of the things that I've always taken pride in is trying to be the best, no matter if it was in life, on a sports team, or just being a welder. I didn't want to ever be shown up by anybody. And that's the one thing that I've always taken pride in of being the best that I could. Uh, a couple of different things. Uh, I had a lot of input with one of the things that Miller sells uh, directly now is the portal welder, the portable sub art. I had a lot of say in that because that was actually designed for the Houston market for all of the different pipe com uh, companies that do pipe spools because it was a portable sub art. I've had my hands involved in uh, a lot of the sub art tractors. I've been able to help design different heads for Orbital TIG to be able to get into narrow groove welding, uh, the very deep, deep wall or heavy wall, narrow groove welding. I've been able to be involved in that. I've been very lucky of getting involved. And then also to uh, certain wires for certain different uh, materials and being able to pass those when nobody else was able to or pass a procedure like with one of the things that stands out to me that I'm most proud of is I got a phone call from a company out of Alabama about two years ago and asked me to do a procedure for them. And it was welding a production riser in the 5G fixed location. 
So instead of rotating the pipe underneath a TIG head, they actually wanted to use an orbital TIG and let the TIG, the orbital TIG go around the pipe and still meet the shell offshore, offshore criteria. And when I say that, it's very difficult. There's been many welding engineers around the world try to do this and none of them could ever pass it because you have no, you can't have more than a 116th push through. You have to have better than 150 degree reentrance angle. And then the width of that uh, bead is very critical too. And they would check that with the LBVS, uh, laser-based visual system, and it would measure everything on your offsets, the width, the reentrance angle, the height of, of the bead. And so I was called by this company out of Alabama, and they asked me if I could do it. And I said, yes, it's just going to take some R&D, and I can make it happen. Well, when I got started, within 10 days, I actually had it and making it. And we did a lot of molds on the ID. We actually put a LBVS on the inside and it met every time. And it was a matter of how to program this orbital TIG to meet that criteria. And knowing that there were so many people around the world to try to meet that, that couldn't meet it in the 5G fixed location or 5G position, knowing that I was able to meet it, everybody else was having to rotate the pipe underneath the TIG head because you can meet it very easily being up on the top, but trying to rotate around it when you get down to the very bottom from 90 degrees and below down to 180, it was very hard. So you had to change your programming in sections and times to be able to change how much wire you were pushing, what your heat was to be able to get that uh, ID criteria that it would meet. And that's one of the things I hang my hat on the most is I was able to do something a lot of people could not pass. That's amazing that, you know, gravity tends to not be your friend when you've got molten metal hanging there, right? Correct. Um, it's just amazing that the the amount of knowledge and experience that went into being able to to finish that or to accomplish that, right? You know, the world is changed by people that didn't know it wasn't possible. Um, and I think sometimes we need to take a step back and, you know, forget that this is the way we've always done it and go in with open eyes and say, well, how can I accomplish it? doesn't matter how I've always done it. This is the criteria that I have to meet. What can I do to get there? Correct. So that, that's, that's amazing. It, it is. And it's, uh, there's a lot of research that goes into things like that. A lot of R and D that people don't realize behind the scenes that's been happening for, for periods of time. And that's why it's very important to teach people. Like we were talking earlier, being able to teach them why you do certain things, because there's a lot of R and D that's been brought into it that people didn't know about before it ever got to the final user, the final person doing the well. Right, exactly. Well, Jason, thank you for your time. I appreciate you chatting with us. Um, appreciate your expertise. And if you all have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to Jason or us. Let us know, and we'll try to get your questions answered. Thank you very much, Danny. I enjoyed it very much.